And I think that that's where hurt and offense are very different things. Hurt is something where people physically, they can emotionally mm -hmm. cause pain and inflict that upon us. Um, where offense happens and where we can hold on to offense is that's a choice. Your blended family has a 100% chance of success when you do it God's way. We are blended kingdom families and we want to provide biblical resources to heal and restore families with a message of hope for the next generation. Let's get after it. Hey guys, welcome back to the BKF podcast. We are super pumped to be with you, Scott and Vanessa. Just good to see you today. Yeah, good. Well, you see me every day. I do see you every, every day. day. It's part of being married. But we're excited you're here today. If you haven't taken a chance already, uh, like, share, comment, send us your feedback. Uh, we would love to hear from you uh, about our podcast or ministry. You can also email us at info at blendedkingdomfamilies.com if yes. you have prayer requests. So we're going to be talking about uh, kind of a sensitive topic. We've been doing a lot of uh, posting on our Instagram. And if you don't already follow us on Instagram, please go to Blended Kingdom Families. You can follow us. We do all kinds of short films, just you and I. Yeah. Um, but we did one not too long ago on trauma uh -huh. and just kind of how that relates to uh, man and wife and how you help each other mm -hmm. through trauma. Yeah. And, and just a kind of a little bit of a buildup here. So we've talked a lot about a lot of different things that affect trauma. Yeah. You know, whether that be inner vows, we've mm -hmm. talked about different things from childhood yeah. that can be PTSD kind of related. Mm -hmm. um, but either way, in marriage, yeah. they tend to bubble up. Yes. Sometimes in the midst of stress. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you just may be going about your day and all of a sudden hit a landmine of something that brings up trauma in your spouse. Mm -hmm. So Triggers. Triggers and trauma. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're going to be talking about this from a husband and a wife perspective, how to yeah. support each other through this. Mm -hmm. So turning to you, Vanessa, mm -hmm. traumas and triggers. Yes. So let's just talk about the most common things that maybe women deal with when it comes to those. Yeah. You know, I think um, obviously, you know, we um, minister to a community of blended families. So many of these people have experienced the trauma of divorce. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people abuse and mm -hmm. maybe addictions and things like yeah. that. Um you know, also, um, a lot of people are the victim of narcissism. Maybe their yeah. ex-spouse suffered with mental health issues. And so I think there's a lot of different traumas, but I, you know, I would, you know, if we're, if we were to go with one, you know, I would say with divorce, you know, yeah. um, the pain from that can be excruciating. Mm -hmm. Um, it can be something that really hinders us from having healthy relationships in the future. Mm -hmm. Um, so having, learning how to work through that. Um, I would say another one is abuse. We do see a lot of marriages mm -hmm. end in whether it's adultery or abuse, Again, mm -hmm. situations where people that you love and trusted hurt you um, mm -hmm. in a physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual way. Yeah. And so, um, and, and those traumas that we experience, mm -hmm. um, you know, when people say a certain thing, when they do a certain mm -hmm. thing, you know, especially with your new spouse and how this can come up in our marriage is because if we have not identified those and those traumas, and if we have not dealt with and processed through that, mm -hmm. then those things that you say your spouse mm -hmm. says or does can then trigger a response mm -hmm. within you you. Um, and some of those responses can be physical responses. Mm -hmm. It can be that your heart starts racing. You can feel your yeah. um, blood pressure elevating. You can f start feeling anxious. Mm -hmm. um, it, 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 it's something that throws you into that freeze mm -hmm. flight, um, fight or flight mode yeah. type of thing. Um, there are other things that can happen um, 
you know, whenever those things happen, a lot of people, um, God, you know, and, and from the spiritual sense, a lot of times the Holy Spirit will speak to them mm. in that moment. Um, and they may have like a gut check of, man, this doesn't feel good. And, you know, that's when we have to draw on the Holy Spirit and ask, okay, what is this? And why am I having a hard time with it? Yeah. And I'm just thinking about, you know, I'm thinking maybe the difference between men and women and kind of the trauma that we experience. Um, you know, and, and I don't want to stereotype because I think that would be too blanket of a statement. I think everybody can experience every type of trauma. Absolutely. And and we all have triggers that, that affect us. Uh, I think if you had to kind of say, is it more this or that? I think for women, there's a lot of emotional triggers. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a lot of things uh, just in the way that I think men and women are built. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously men are bit bigger in physical stature. Mm-hmm. So physical abuse could be uh, more apparent in, in, in females than it is males. Although I do believe that males do suffer from physical abuse, especially Absolutely. as children. Mm-hmm. Um, but also just in the way those triggers are manifested. Mm-hmm. So we may find, I, th- I know for men, you know, when, when something triggers us, we may have a very different reaction. We could mm-hmm. have a learned reaction, which mm-hmm. I think is one of those that we maybe have learned from our father, which is maybe a physical outburst or yelling or screaming. I think yeah. I find that a lot in marriages when I counsel them that men typically get extremely vocal angry. They, and angry and they want to yeah. get their physical presence bigger so that they can control the situation. Yeah. So that is a physical trigger mm-hmm. based upon probably a threat mm-hmm. sometimes to their masculinity yeah. or sometimes to their identity mm-hmm. or to their um their trust factor mm-hmm. so i think men physically will result in that mm-hmm. but what we want to talk about um is maybe how you react to it as spouses yeah. so if you're triggered or if i'm triggered mm-hmm. how how do we react in that to say um you know, this is a way to combat that. And then at the end of the podcast, we're going to talk about ways that you can overall collectively start healing from triggers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and just to piggy off back, piggyback off of that real quick. I think, you know, the opposite of the outburst is is the inwardness yeah. and holding it within, which we typically see a lot with women. But I know, you know, for myself personally, I've had those outward bursts mm-hmm. and the anger and the screaming mm-hmm. and the yelling, you know, and they're, um, and, and they can go for men too, where mm-hmm. they just, they withdraw. You'll yeah. see a lot of time, maybe your spouse just withdraws and you're like, okay, you're not talking to me. You're not looking at me. What are these things? So I did want to um, kind of piggyback off of that, that it can be um, maybe not something so so much outward, but it can be things that are inward, and we still need to process through that. Yeah. Um, but going back to your question, Scott, um, what were you? What was the question again? Well, the question was: Is how do you support your spouse? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how you know when you're in that situation? Because again, we're looking at we're always trying to look at the future moving forward, mm-hmm. and we know that we just accept the fact that we're fallen people. Mm-hmm. We we accept the fact that there is no perfect family. We accept the fact that, you know, that, that we're all sinners and we're going to carry these things into our marriage. But we want to start building better bridges inside there. So how as a spouse can you support your spouse in when those triggers do occur? Yeah, I think understanding what trauma is, and maybe it's a specific type of like PTSD, right? Yeah. Like understanding what trauma is and what triggers are. Do some research on that. First, understand that so that you can have a background and so to speak, mm. a lay foundation to 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 navigate that in your marriage. One of the things that we always talk about is just having that open communication mm. and dialogue and talking through that. Um, not necessarily 
oh, oh my gosh, you blew up at me and yeah. you know, this, this, and that, but just, um, sitting down with your spouse and having an intentional conversation of, Hey, I noticed that when we talked about this, this happened, you know, how can we work yeah. through that and process that together? You know, it never occurs to me. And, and again, I, you know, we've been married almost 10 years and, and, it's interesting is I still find out things about you. Yeah. And I think the reason that is, is because we don't really ask the good questions yeah. when we're dating, right? You don't ever sit down and go, you mean the bad? No, I mean the good questions. And, and, and what I mean by the good questions are the good questions of getting to know somebody mm, that's like good. the good ones, like the ones that are like deep. Yeah. It's almost like we have to be prompted to like, you're mm -hmm. playing a game of tell me what you were. And, and we've played this thing, like we were doing it with a couple of like, tell me what your life was like when you were 10. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. like go to your spouse and go, let's walk through every year that we can remember. And I want you to tell me about your life mm -hmm. because these are the, the good things that you want to know about. Yeah. And you want to understand your spouse because when we understand our spouse completely, that's good. Yeah. We want to understand there should be no secrets between you and I. Yeah. But I don't know. I didn't know you when you were 12. Yeah. And you don't really offer that trauma up on the first or second date. No. Yeah. You just don't do that. Yeah. So communication, but ask the, ask the good tailing questions, yeah. get down into details. And if you need prompts to do that, you can literally Google, you know, a hundred questions to ask your spouse yeah. and start asking some more probing questions. Great, great, just intimacy practice yeah. of like, well, let's good. get to know our spouse because uncovering yeah. those traumas mm -hmm. is a great first step. No, absolutely. And you know, I think too, you can, if you have a hard time, you maybe in your marriage with that vulnerability of, of getting to that place. You know, that's where we always talk about counseling and, and being in mm -hmm. therapy together because you have a neutral party. You have somebody who is for your marriage, um, that wants you guys to be mm -hmm. in a better place and wants to help you guys achieve those goals for your marriage. So getting with a biblical counselor that can help guide you through that and maybe mm -hmm. walk you through those traumas and give you the tools that you need in your toolbox to process those out so that whenever you are experiencing that, maybe it's like if, if, if you know that something has just triggered me, you know, it, it can just be even, even physical touch or a, a calm voice that says, Hey, I, I, I see that that upset you. I am so sorry. You know, you know, let's start over mm -hmm. again. Um, maybe if there's something that has set your spouse off, you know, together you can stop and pray. Maybe it's meditation practices and where you do breathing practices in together. I know we do this a lot for children who Mm -hmm. have high high anxiety moments when you see that the children are having these moments you stop with them and you 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 do counting and you do breathing with them because it activates the left and the right hemispheres of the brain and we can do the same thing as adults like it may sound silly mm -hmm. it may sound childish but it works because God made the body beautifully unique and to mm. do amazing things. So those are some things that we can do practically, so to speak, and spiritually um, whenever you see that those triggers are happening. You said something a second ago, and I want to go back to it because I think it's, I think we, you said it. So you said it and I, and I, I don't want people to overlook this because I think there's something bigger here. You said when, when those triggers do go off, you may put your hand on them and go, I'm sorry that, that upset you. So let me go back to this and say, you said that it may not have been your intention. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of people look at this reaction and go, why did you react that way? Yeah. I didn't intend for you to react that way. Mm -hmm. So you're wrong for reacting that way. Mm -hmm. and, 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 you, and, you, and you could be right. You didn't intend. Yeah. You didn't intend. But I want to I make this real strong point. You may be the first and only person to say I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. 
for that trauma. That's good. So the reaction took you back to the trauma. Yeah. You may have been the first person to look at your spouse and say, I'm sorry for that reaction. I'm sorry that I caused that reaction. You didn't intend to, mm-hmm. but no, nevertheless, you did. And mm-hmm. even though you're not technically responsible because of the trauma, mm-hmm. but you still may be the first person to say, I'm sorry. Well, I think what you're trying to say is you're the first person to say, I'm sorry that that happened to you. Exactly. And I am, so- I am sorry that that person yeah. hurt you. And I think that that's where hurt and offense are very different things. Hurt is something where f- people physically, they can emotionally mm-hmm. cause pain and inflict that upon us. Um, where offense happens and where we can hold on to offense is that's a choice Mm. and we can let that go. And so, you know, when you, and just like you said, Scott, when you, when you can say, you know, I'm so sorry that that hurt you or that they hurt you or that that, you know, situation, whatever Mm -hmm. it was that hurt you. But right now let's come together and let's pray and let's break that off. Mm -hmm. Let's let go of the offense. Let's, um, let's ask for forgiveness and maybe it's even they need to repent for something that they did and yeah. in that moment offer jesus the very thing the thing that you've been holding on in in those triggers and the things mm-hmm. that are happening um so that you can receive that freedom in that time yeah now that's good and and again we want to be able to offer that support from a husband perspective i want to just offer this as guidance when you when you come across and your wife maybe has that that over-the-top reaction to a hurt or a pain again understand that we may not be able to fix it um we're fixers Mm -hmm. that's the way god made us which is really cool yeah because some things need to be fixed Mm -hmm. but we're also called to be listeners we're also called to be um spiritually intimate Mm -hmm. with our spouse and our wife so in those moments you may just want to offer yourself as an anchor offer yourself as somebody who is constant, who is not leaving, who will not leave yeah. uh, because of trauma. Because, you know, really it's it's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. You know, we're embarrassed by it. Yeah, We're embarrassed that we let somebody do that to us or we let that happen to ourselves or we're embarrassed that we did that ourselves. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're embarrassed by it and we're, carry, we're carrying this shame mm-hmm. with us into our marriage. We just don't yeah. uncover it very often. Yeah. So when shame occurs in marriage, be the person who steps into it and says, mm-hmm. no, this it doesn't define you. Mm-hmm. This doesn't define our marriage. Nothing that happened to you when you were 10, 11, 12 defines our marriage today. Mm-hmm. So we're going we're gonna to process through this. I love that you talked about counseling. Um, and that's the next step in this is we want to get with a good counselor. Yeah. Don't be ashamed to go into a counselor. I promise you, as a counselor, I've heard everything. Yeah. So don't be ashamed to walk in and be like, this is what I'm dealing with. Mm-hmm. Find a good biblically based counselor mm-hmm. um, they can help you through that what are the next steps that you can do to process this yeah you know um I, I think the other thing speaking from a wife to a husband that maybe is experiencing the the trauma dealing with the trauma and the triggers is um you know I, you talked about how men are you know to um be um you know the the caregivers the leaders you know mm-hmm. the um, you can carry the load and the burden but also men have feelings and there is we do. there is sensitivity there we got a couple and feelings so, well and so um you know so i don't i would say don't dismiss that and and reaffirm um one of the number one um needs of men and it's a need for women too but it is very high um on a men's needs is honor and respect mm-hmm. and um you know, honoring and, and, and affirming their, their feelings and their emotions and what they're processing through and not dismissing that, um, 
what they're going through. And so I think just reaffirming and saying, you know what, I'm sorry that that happened. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, let's work at getting through this together. And, you know, to, to end this out, I think that that's where, when you talk about the counseling, you know, you guys, um, sometimes there's only so much that we can do and we kind of get into a place where we feel stuck. And what we always say is don't wait till you get into that stuck place to seek help for your marriage. Um, mm. Be proactive about it. Get into counseling, even even if your marriage is not in crisis, so to speak. But, you know, you may be experiencing things here and maybe experiencing things there. You'd be like, you know what? I have some traumas. Um from my past that we're working through and you know it's not too terribly affecting my marriage well okay still get into counseling or therapy because somebody can help you walk through that before it gets to a point where it's Mm. all consuming and then it is affecting your marriage in a negative way you know what's interesting is i've never been introduced to a couple who's married that doesn't have or have had or will have a crisis yeah I mean, there's, there is no perfect marriage. No, absolutely not. And there are no perfect people. So I love that you said that you want a relationship with a counselor the whole time you're married. Yeah. You just want a relationship with one. Mm-hmm. So find one that you can be in a relationship with. And, and as things come up, you can have that availability to get help and it won't be awkward. Yeah. You can have that. So not only do you have a biblical counselor, but you also have the counselor, the Holy spirit. So as as you're seeing a biblical counselor, you also need to be checking in and speaking with your, with the counselor, the Holy spirit. So I just want to add that. Love that guys. We know that triggers trauma. This is a part of blended families. So if you've been touched by this episode, we hope that you employ some of these strategies uh, because we want you to have a healthy, thriving marriage. We want you to have a healthy, thriving uh, self-worth and we want you to uh, move forward in such a positive way. So hope this has helped you. You guys take care. We'll see you next week. Be blessed in all that you do. Hey guys, so glad you were here with us today and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And you can find more resources from Blended Kingdom Families at blendedkingdomfamilies.com. Join us again next time as we hang out with more amazing podcast guests. And remember, nothing will be impossible with God.